Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa sadiq al-wadi al-ameen Alhamdulillahi ladhi nahmaduhu Wa nasta'inuhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina Wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lah Wa man yudlilhu fala hadiya lah Wa nashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق وكفى بالله شهيدا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين وما يزيد الظالمين إلا خسارا. Allah says that the Quran is going to give us cure and is a mercy for the believers. The Quran, throughout history, has helped to make people strong, to make families strong, to make to make nations strong. Since its revelation, Allah Azza wa Jal sent Angel Jibreel السلام, to deliver the final revelation, His final word for all of mankind, for all of mankind to follow the guidance of Allah until the day of judgment. That final revelation was sent to the Prophet Muhammad And the Quran is meant to give us strength to shower us with mercy, to give us the strength and what we need to live a good life, to live a happy life, to be successful in this life and the next. Let me take the example of Bilal ibn Rabah, who was a slave in Mecca at the time of Rasulullah And he heard the message of the Qur'an and it was not much of the Qur'an. I'm saying this for you because even if you haven't memorized that much of the Qur'an, when Bilal ibn Rabah first heard the Qur'an, it was the very few beginning years of the life of, I mean, the, the prophethood of Rasulullah Only parts of the Qur'an had been revealed. But it made him very strong. It made him very strong to the point that when his master, he was a slave to this master, Umayyah, dragged him through the city, humiliating him, and then throwing him on the ground, putting a huge rock on his belly. Bilal was strong within, he was strong inside, he did not give up, he did not give up Islam, he did not give up the truth that he had found, and he stayed calm. He could have fought against it. He could have yelled and screamed, don't do this to me. It would have made things worse. Allah made him strong with the Qur'an. He just kept repeating, Ahad, I will not worship any other than Allah. I'm stronger than this. The Qur'an made him strong. And so, maybe you know what happened. Abu Bakr freed him. He purchased him and then he freed him. Bilal ibn Rabah. And so this man who was humiliated in the streets of Mecca 20 years later 
coming back. He is assigned and appointed to make adhan in Mecca for the first adhan. Allahu Akbar. The Qur'an made him strong and this is just one example of how the Qur'an can make you strong. This was a slave and many of the people who heard the message of the Messenger of Allah they were slaves and the Qur'an made them strong and they freed themselves from the shackles of slavery, of being a slave to their master. Now, back in the days, there was that kind of slavery. But today, we can be slaves of other kinds of masters. You see, in the example of Bilal ibn Rabah, he did not like his master at all. No one is a slave of someone they love. It's not possible. You cannot love the person that you're enslaved to. But today, we can become slaves of things we love. It's a strange thing. We can become slaves of things we love in the sense that Bilal ibn Rabah, he had no choice on many things in his life. He had no freedom. He couldn't do things for his own. He couldn't do things that he wanted to do. He couldn't do things that would benefit him and help him. He just obeyed whatever his master said. And so I'm going to take one example of something that makes us very weak. Something that enslaves us nowadays and we don't realize it. Because sometimes, unfortunately, the youth, they love that. They love it so much that they become slaves of it. I'm talking about video games. Video games are very dangerous. Video games will turn you into worse of a slave than Bilal ibn Rabah. You will have absolutely no control over yourself. There are hundreds of people who die of video games. Because video games teach your brain not to take care of yourself. Video games, I have a few points here to explain how video games will take control over you and destroy your life. Video games are very stimulating, meaning that they draw you in. You just want more. It's very stimu stimulating, it makes you feel good, it makes you feel like it's fun. And that feeling of fun, it's called dopamine. It's like a drug that your body makes. It's called dopamine. And the more you play video games, the more dopamine goes into your brain. And once your brain gets used to all that dopamine coming in, you feel like nothing else is fun. You can never enjoy anything else. The only way you feel that, it's, that anything is fun is when you play the video games. That's how you become a slave of the video game. At the beginning, it's a lot of fun. Then after months go by, you can't find fun in anything else than the video game. You've become a slave. You've become a slave to the video game. SubhanAllah, it's called an addiction. And some things that are not physical can be as addictive as drugs. SubhanAllah. The second point is that our, Allah has programmed our brain with something that they call the triumph circuit. There's a like, our brain is wired to look for success and triumph, to, to do good and feel proud of yourself that you did something good. And so our brain is wired to look for that. 
and to do whatever we can to be successful. And what games have done, video games, they have hacked into that circuit and turned it so that the only success we look for is in the video game. Because what do we look for? That brain Allah has wired for us to, to want success, to want to do good, to want to be victorious. What do we want? We want things that are fun, we want excitement, we want friendships, we want relationships, we want to have social status, we want people to look at us like a good person, we want all of those things. So what did they do in video games? They made sure to put all of that in the video game. And so what happens is that people, their, all their brain energy and motivation that makes them strong, that makes them want to achieve, that makes them try to be triumphant and victorious, all that brain energy and all that brain motivation goes into the video game. And as a result, they've made studies upon studies. These people who put all their energy into winning video games, they can't possibly be successful in life. They don't learn, they, they, they feel so satisfied to overcome the challenges and obstacles in the video game, they don't know how to overcome challenges in real life. Because in video game, they give you this excitement and this friendship and this adventure and these victories in the video game without barely any effort. So your brain gets used to being successful, being victorious with, without barely any effort. And so the result is that this, this amazing brain Allah gave us, Allah designed the brain to be able to overcome obstacles, to be victorious, to be the best, to have success, to look for success. Allah wired our brain and gave us His gift. As a result, we don't know how to do that anymore. A person who plays video games all the time, he doesn't know how to use his brain anymore to, to, to get success. SubhanAllah. It leads to anxiety all over the place. Because you're not able to gain social status and friendship. You're not able to do good in school. You're not able to have good relationships with your family. And so you, know, you don't feel like, you feel like nobody likes you. You feel like you're all alone. It creates a lot of anxiety and it creates basically losers in life. Video games, subhanAllah, there is a part of the brain that um, controls our emotions. And so when we get very, you know, when we're ashamed of something, when we're afraid of something, when we're upset about something, when we are worried about something, that part of the, of the brain gets activated to control our emotion and to tell us, I feel afraid. Our brain has to tell us, I feel afraid. There's a part of the brain that does that, it tells us, this is how you feel. When you play a video game, that part of the brain calms down and you're put on mute. So if you feel afraid, upset, worried, angry, whatever it is, and you just start playing a video game, it'll put those emotions on mute. And so you will not learn, your body will not learn how to control your emotions. And you won't even be able to identify those emotions. You'll feel terrible, but you don't even know why you feel terrible. Video games will really destroy your brain. They will, subhanAllah, they found that video games, just playing video games, will actually kill brain cells inside your brain. Playing video games will move what they call gray matter, which is part of the brain will move gray matter from one part of the brain to another part of the brain. What does that do? That creates damage. It's called brain damage. 
physically because of playing video games. Subhanallah. And when you play video games, you don't get time to socialize with people. You don't get time to be in the, in, outside with the creation of Allah. You don't get time to build relationship with your family. All of those aspects of life are, are going to suffer because of playing video games. And video games, some of you might have been thinking, I'm talking about you're not going to, you, you feel like you're all alone. But on video games, you can play games, you can play video games with others online. There's this virtual group, virtual network that you can play games with them. And when you're playing in the game, you can chat with each other. But that social, that social aspect of the video game is the most toxic social life that there is on earth. People on the social aspect of video games, they spend their time blaming and shaming the one who didn't do good, bullying, it's called cyberbullying because it's online, bullying the others, and using the worst language. And so studies have shown how people fall into depression, how people get Alzheimer's, which is that they lose their memory because of video games. SubhanAllah. So don't fall, don't become a slave of those video games. Don't play video games. Don't play online video games that stimulate. You just have too many other better things to do. It's going to ruin your life. The Qur'an that is meant to make you strong and make you successful cannot possibly live in you and make you strong if you're using video games to make you strong. If you want to be strong in video games, Qur'an is not going to make you strong in video games. If you want to be strong in life, replace the video games with the Qur'an. It's going to be hard. If you've been playing video games, now that it's you know, online school, you can stay home, you can do what you want. If you've been playing video games, and hopefully you feel that it's important, you feel that, that, that video games are dangerous, and you want to do something about it, you have to seek help. You have to talk to your parents and tell them, video games are going to destroy me. Help me out. Maybe you can't stop altogether. So give it, you know, step by step. Half an hour, max half an hour at a time. Then max half an hour only three times a week. Then only one time a week. And you phase it out like this. Ask help from your family, from your siblings, from your parents, everyone around you. Make sure you do whatever you can to stop those video games and replace it with quality time with your family, quality time outdoors, doing outdoor activities, physical activities, and quality time with the Qur'an. May Allah forgive us. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله. We have to appreciate and thank Allah. So we thank Allah for the guidance that He has given us. This Quran that makes people strong. This Qur'an that frees slaves, slaves back in the days, and slaves to video games, slaves to social media. The Qur'an will free you, make you a free person who will be in charge of their own life 
not under the control of anything or anybody else. That is the blessing of the Qur'an. So we appreciate and we thank Allah for giving us the guidance of the Qur'an. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said something along the lines of, I'm leaving you with two things. If you hold on to them, you will definitely be successful. You cannot possibly go wrong. These two things, hold on to them, you cannot possibly go wrong. The Qur'an and my sunnah, the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah And what I have, what we see in the community, in the masajid, people, because of the pandemic, because of online learning, because of everything being shut down, people are actually doing the opposite. Some people are actually doing the opposite. Instead of turning to the Qur'an and the Sunnah, they abandon the Qur'an and the Sunnah. They say, now, now life is going to be difficult, now life is going to be different, life is going to be harder, we have to make adjustments. So what adjustments do they make? They make some people make adjustments to protect their dunya and not the Qur'an and the Sunnah. When the Messenger of Allah said, if you want to be successful, if you want to make sure that you never go wrong, you hold on firm to the Sunnah and the Qur'an, to the Qur'an and the Sunnah. That's what we hold on firm to. And we see people nowadays, instead of holding on firm to the Qur'an and the Sunnah, they hold on firm to ELA and math. They want to make sure that that is solid. They hold on firm to their career. They hold on firm to their job. And they say, if I find time, I'll make sure that I do some Qur'an also. They leave Qur'an on the side. This is not the way to success. The opposite. When things are tough, when things are hard, the only way to overcome, the only way to be victorious and successful is to hold on firm to the Qur'an and the Sunnah. To spend more time with the Qur'an and the Sunnah. May Allah help us and inspire us to do that. To do, to do that. I mean. And I'll finish off by making a dua and reminding you, you probably have heard already, that probably about this time today, um, if I remember correctly, it's in, actually don't, I think it's in BHA. They are having a janazah for a high school student. What this means is a high school student passed away. And this high school student passed away, they're having the janazah now. May Allah have mercy on him. May Allah reward him for the Qur'an that he had memorized and reward him and elevate his ranks in the hereafter. May Allah give his family and the community patience to go through this difficult time. And he was holding on to the Qur'an. He was a hafiz of the Qur'an. And as he was dying on his deathbed, he was coming in and out of consciousness. What that means is he's about to leave. He falls asleep or gets knocked out basically, faints, and then wakes up again, and then faints, and wakes up again. That time that he was in and out of consciousness, consciousness he was reciting the Qur'an. In a feeble voice, in a weak voice, he was reciting the Qur'an. He left this world reciting the Qur'an. That is success. That is how you know you've, you've, you've won. But I heard a story from, you know, long ago. There was a man who was dying, and they came to him and they said, Say la ilaha illallah. Say la ilaha illallah. 
We know if you say, if your last word is La ilaha illallah, you go to Jannah, say La ilaha illallah. And they came and then they stopped asking him to say La ilaha illallah. They started just themselves saying La ilaha illallah to try to remind him. He wouldn't say La ilaha illallah. All he would say, checkmate. Checkmate. His brain couldn't even remember anything else than checkmate. And you know that chess doesn't enslave you like video games do. Do you want to be that person who on their deathbed people are saying, say la ilaha illallah. This was a teenager. I'm talking about in BHA. This was a teenager. Nobody knows when they're going to pass away. I'm scared of being on my deathbed and people are telling me to say la ilaha illallah and all I can think of is the phrases of a video game or checkmate, which is the phrase of chess. How, how could this person only think of checkmate? This was a Muslim. How could he not think of la ilaha illallah? He was unable to say la ilaha illallah. That's how much the brain can be damaged. After all the evidence I've given you about how video games will destroy your brain, don't wait. You don't know when your time is going to come. And the people who die because of video games is because they don't sleep enough, they don't drink enough, they don't eat enough, and they have a stroke and they die. They don't get a chance to say la ilaha illallah or think about anything. Just stay away from those video games. Stay away from those video games. Stay away from those video games. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallayta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim fil alameen innaka hamidun majid. Alhamdulillah. Rabbana awzi'na an nashkura ni'mataka allati an'amta alayna wa ala walidina wa an'amala salihan tardah wa adakhinna birahmatika fi ibadika salihin. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqimis salah.